Congratulations, you found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time, they are three book girls! Going to a poetry reading I mean, appeals poetry to me is more okay than... okay sometimes, but it's not something that I would do a lot. Yeah. It's just not. I'm just not that sophisticated. I'm not that into poetry. Oops, sorry. <laughs> I stopped myself at the last minute. Did you catch it? Well, yeah, I didn't go. Fault. I would I also apologize for getting so mad about, at last time, but one, I felt like shit. I'm kind of white trash. So <laughs> yeah. white trash that I broke my fucking tooth at work today. <laughs> Hey, Ivani, nice tooth. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, Need truthfully. Need to get this thing taken out. Well, after, um, m- there was a suggestion on Twitter uh, from one of our listeners that I should watch that new documentary that just got put onto Netflix. Innocent, Innocent Man? Man? Yes. I've read, I've watched, have you started watching it, Ivani? I haven't. I'm I started on like watching the it. third episode, maybe. I think I'm on the fourth, maybe fifth. I have to episode. say, though, um, if you are making a murder fan, you will like this from the two episodes I've watched. But I feel like it's almost even slower. It's really slow. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm finding it very slow. And I, like I've enjoyed it so far, but I'm on all this medicine and like I just want to sleep. Const- so every time I <laughs> turn it on, I you fall like, asleep. Fuck, and yeah, then you I'm have to, to find your place. I hate that. <laughs> I think, yeah. you know, that evil genius one. It yeah, happened in yeah. Erie, Pennsylvania. I used to live in Erie, Pennsylvania, so I wanted to watch it. I that swear to really God, I too. fell asleep so many times during that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I'd rewind it. And the last episode, I, I never even got through it. I was like, okay. After the fourth time, I was like, fuck it. <laughs> I just never Ron came this. in and he's like, what is this? Now, I have to tell you, though, Nicole, after watching that, I wanted to do the redneck accent even more because these people from Ada, especially the mom... She has the strongest Oklahoma accent I think I've ever heard. So, people, if you want to hear a real Oklahoma accent <laughs> and you're going to watch that show, The Mom of the Murdered Girl. But notice it's only the older, yeah, generation, the older generation that has that accent now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they so really do. Her, that, yeah. uh, I think it was the cousin, the girl that's super pretty that was talking Yeah, she doesn't have an accent yeah, at all. She's just that's, normal. It's the older people that tend to have them. When I first moved here, my friend that was in school... I called one time to her house, and her dad's from a small town in southeastern Oklahoma. The first time I talked to him on the phone, I thought that he was messing with me with his accent. <laughs> I thought that he was doing it on purpose just, just to mess to be with silly. me because I'm, you know, I'm a Yankee. And no, he talks like that all the time. <laughs> I almost laughed at him. I'm so well, glad Blake I did Shelton's, not. Blake Shelton's from Ada, isn't he? No, he, I thought it was. Um, he's from uh, Tishmingo, isn't yeah, he? No, no. That what's her bucket was from Tishmingo. His oh. his wife. <clears throat> what's her name? The pretty blonde girl with the dimples. His ex wife now. Oh yeah, he is from Ada. Ah, woo! Because you can hear it. You can hear that same accent, that Ada accent, in a lot of the people that are on that show. Mm. So I just found it interesting. Okay. Before we go any <clears throat> further, yes. Finally got around to doing my thank you cards for my sister's funeral <laughs> that you guys sent fun- er, uh, flowers. flowers to. So Martha's already seen it because she was there when I bought them. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for the thank you card. I guess. <laughs> but that's for all of you guys. Oh, thank you. This is also for because a bunch of people helped us with that, didn't they? Yeah. Kayla, Alyssa, me. Jessica was wasn't here. here. But yeah, Alyssa yeah, and Kayla. Yep. Alyssa and Kayla yeah. both both were in on well, it. Well, that's for everybody. Okay. Everybody who helped. Thank, thank you very you. much. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is is this is kind of weird and we have to we have to be straight about this because we're recording our end of the year podcast early. Yeah. So uh, happy um early so happy, slash late Christmas, guys. Yeah, we're not at Christmas yet, but yet we're going to record our end of the year podcast, which means that we can't give an exact total of our number of books read for the year yet. Because as you know, we are still reading and it's only the 20th as of right now. Yeah, but I don't know about you, but I already know 
what I hit on my New Year's resolution goals and what I have not. And mm-hmm. it's not going to change in a week. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have a bigger total at the end is what I'm getting But at. so long as you met your New Year's resolution I did. that you made. Martha well, just wants to brag. Nope, that's not necessarily true because Listen, I have one book left. You are all. That I still did not read. On your llamas. Yes, I have one llama. But your actual number of books has been met. Yes, it has. I don't know if I'm going to do the llama. I might end up just blowing that shit off. I don't think I can do it. I I'm like at, how you're wearing llamas again. So I am wearing we llamas. we picked that resolution this year to pick some, whatever I is on your shirt. Yeah, I only picked <laughs> this shirt because of the original shirt, which has, in my mind, nothing to do with llamas. Because even though it has a llama on it, it has a pop song lyric. And I it's making didn't... fun of, yeah, it's a it says... Justin Bieber song lyric changed instead of mama to llama. Oh, my llama don't like you and she likes everyone. You know, what I the did shirt not says. know that that was part of that song until just the other day when I was listening to the radio at work. Oh, really? That's and why I, like, I like the shirt, because I'm a I'm a pop DJ and it had that on it. And so I thought it was funny because mama llama and the, it, the look on the llama's face on the shirt is funny. So. It made me think of my son. Oh, because my mama don't like you and she likes everyone. There you go. Don't make the mama mad. Yeah, don't make the llama mad either because she spits. That's that's another funny thing about wearing a Christmas sweater with a llama on it. If you don't like llamas, it makes it even more poignant. Because <laughs> mm. llamas are kind of nasty creatures, spitting little bastards. Yeah. So And they bite. They can get mean. Yeah, they are not. I, I'm not a big fan of llamas. And so... When I bought two Christmas sweaters this year with llamas on them, it makes it even funnier that I'm yeah. wearing llamas. So. I think she's just as obsessed with llamas now. I kind of think she is. She's got mm, this obsession, no, this secret obsession. Not, no, I do not. Speaking of llamas, I suppose we should clear the air about the Christmas sweater thing. Nicole, I am ready to concede defeat. Funny, would least- you like to announce the winner? And the winner is... I, Nicole! Yeah. Yay, Nicole! After all Woo. of the comments, I think Nicole had the ugliest sweater, and I loved your sweater because I want to ride in on my unicorn. <laughs> the, the, if, and case, it lights up. In case yeah. you, <laughs> uh, and mine had a llama on it. And I it. can also never wash it again, so now it's going to be extra <laughs> ugly next year. <laughs> it's well, really going to be smelly it's, next year. If it's like Tyler's, the lights come out. Mm-hmm. So you can wash uh. it, and then you got to stick it. you got to sit there and stick all the lights back in the holes. No, I don't think mine goes no. back in. It's like sewn oh, in. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I don't it's think in my the lights, office. I'll show you later. I don't think the lights come out. I think the whole thing you is sewn in. You need to in. show me that, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's what so I said, too. You can never wash it? Nope. That's weird. But, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen the pictures, then we highly suggest that you either follow us on Twitter or look at our Facebook page, or look at our Instagram page. And I think Vani would go ahead and post a copy of it on our website at some point as well. Oh, I do. I, so, I need to save it so that I can. Right. So that way, if you want to see the pictures of the ugliest sweaters ever, then you can see both of them. They're both pretty hideous in my mind. Although I have been accused of mine being too cute. Yours was pretty cute. Not ugly. It was pretty cute. It was pretty attitude. I would have to agree with the one comment that we had. It was attitude cute. It was attitude cute. It Because that llama looked like he had a little bit of attitude. He looked pissed off. I think it's hilarious that on Facebook, I had the majority of votes. And more people voted on Facebook. Yeah, actually. they did. We had, we had uh, 14, 15. I don't know how many. But there on Instagram, you were the winner. Like, clearly. Isn't that funny? But there were, really? I guess, less mm-hmm. total votes on Instagram. But total, when, when we but put, on Twitter, we put you Twitter, were the winner on Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah, we put Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram all together, and Nicole was the clear winner. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. the ugliest sweater. She was wearing a Santa Claus riding a unicorn that lit up. Somebody on Instagram called the Santa Claus demented. I was like, he kind of did look demented. He's just sewn in, like <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens. Guys. Scary Santa. So now that we've got that little thing out of the way, um, why don't we go on to talk about our favorite books of the year? 
Okay. This is it's really hard for me because if if you go back and you look at all of the books you read and then you try to pick a few that were the best books, it's hard. I actually had a really easy time with it. I had an easier time this year than I did last year because it seemed like I either really loved the books that I read or I really did not like the books that I read. There wasn't very much in between. And I mean, there was some that I wish I could put on my list that I didn't, I chose not to for reasons that I'll tell you when I do my reviews. But, and I'd also like to clarify <clears throat> that anybody that did not make my top five or whatever, it wasn't because their book wasn't good enough, but the ones I picked clearly stood out, especially after going back and looking at the list of every book I've read this year. There, they were. These are the ones that made me say, holy shit. Yeah. See, that was the thing I had to do. I had to go, okay, yeah, I liked this book, but based on what happened during the year and based on all of these other criteria that I made for myself... <laughs> I had to be. I had to figure out something. Yeah. Well, I that's why did I chose. The same thing. Yeah. That's why I. I chose. picked my favorite ones for specific reasons. For very specific reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we do what we usually do, and we'll start with you, Vani, and we'll let you tell us your best books. Now, I should also clarify that these are not necessarily books that were released in 2018. These are the books that we read in 2018 Mm -hmm. and our choices are based on that and not on any other criteria because obviously if we hadn't read them we wouldn't be able to choose them exactly okay like this is going to be a real shock for everybody but (laughs) i my first novel that i'm going to pick is one of my five top five is a World War II novel. No! Uh-huh. And this was one that was actually recommended by one of our listeners, Between Shades of Grey by Ruta Sepetis. And the reason why I picked this is I read a lot of World War II novels. A lot. And a lot of them have to do with concentration camps in Germany. Mm-hmm. This one was about a Siberian work camp and the people that they sent there which was a whole new kind of hell to read about other than the right like Auschwitz and stuff. Mm-hmm. And of course it was beautifully well-written. It's one that gave me a book hangover. And if you like World War II novels, I would strongly suggest reading this. It was just, it was a brilliant book. And like I said, it had that Russian twist that a lot of the other World War II novels that I've read have not had. Good reasons. So that's my first pick. My second pick this is going to be another real surprise, was Column of Fire by Ken Follett. No, not a <laughs> Ken Follett book. I would have never guessed that. But let me tell you why I picked this book. <laughs> uh, okay. I picked this book because it has political parallels to today's world. Oh. Because in this book, the, it's the Black Plague is is sweeping through Europe and a lot of the peasants die. And the peasants aren't there to work the nobleman's land where they get all of their money and one of the noblemen decide to offer the peasants more money to come work their land and the other peasant or the other noblemen get mad because they're taking their peasants away and they go to the king and queen to pass a law that they can't pay their peasants more than what they do. So, and it kind of is a parallel between these billion dollar companies who have lobbyists to persuade political parties to pass specific laws to help keep the middle class middle class. Or at least my opinion, and that's one of the reasons why I picked this. And also, this is the beginning of science discovering that germs can be passed from person to person through touch and the air. Because if you remember, the one lady who joined the convent so that she could work at the hospital, covered her mouth, and the Pope said that she was um, being sacrilegious. Oh, yeah. Because she was covering her mouth, and it helped her not get the plague, and the Pope died. Ooh. Love it. I think it was the Pope. Take or that, the, Pope. One of the big, like, Wigs. religious <laughs> figures. But anyways, that's why I picked that one. See, I, I picked ones for very specific reasons. 
My third choice is one of Nicole's favorite authors. <laughs> well, I don't know about favorite. I know you like them, though. But it's um, The Girl You Left Behind by Jojo Moyes. And I know when I reviewed this book, the romance part of it kind of was predictable. But I picked this because... If you remember, it's based around this picture that's taken away from a French family during World War One by the Germans, and it's confiscated, and they never get it back. Well, it goes through the centuries, and it's bought in modern times for a lady on her honeymoon by her husband who dies young and very suddenly. And then... They hire private investigators. They find this painting and they take her to court to get this painting back, Mm -hmm. which is now worth like $70 million. It's worth a huge amount of money, but she doesn't know this and she doesn't want to sell the painting because it has sentimental value because it's sentimental value. But the media makes her out to be a horrible person and a Nazi sympathizer because she won't give this painting back to the original family who I think just wants to sell it for the money. Mm. So it's like kind of like a moral conundrum. Ah. It really does belong to them because it was stolen from them. But yet it has huge sentimental value for the person who has it now. And she didn't have anything to do with that. Right. And she she bought the painting from a street vendor in Barcelona during her honeymoon. Right. Or her husband did. So what's right and wrong there? Yeah. I, I mean, it's a, very, it's a very, it makes you think. Mm-hmm. And I like that. And uh, even though, you know, it's she's mainly romance, I like Jojo Moyes' writing. Her writing was really good. I, I liked you did. Um, the ones that I read by her, which I read her super corny. Yeah. Uh, Me Before You series. Like, I read all three of them. Uh-huh. And I know you super really like those. I'm going to make you cry. And she's, I think they're going to keep going on, too. So. Are they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked them. I mean, I know a lot of people that have read that book. There are a and lot like of people her, who like her. That yeah. like her writing. Mm-hmm. And her writing was very good. If mm-hmm. you like rom-coms like Notting Hill and stuff like that, then you'll like Jojo Moyes. Mm-hmm. What am I on my fourth pick? Yes. Is Before We Were Yours by Lisa Weingart- Weingate. And this is the one that is about the um, the orphans that go to the orphanage house under... Um, sketchy details. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the owner of the o- orphanage, like, sells the kids to mm-hmm. other places. Yep. I picked this because it's very freaking scary that this is a true story. That Oof. it's based on a true story. That there was actually somebody who basically kidnapped these kids from poor families uh, that were parents that couldn't do very much about it and then sold them to other couples who could not have kids. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. I mean, pretty it's shitty. It's pretty, it's horrible. It's, mm-hmm. it's scary to think that something like that could happen yep. because I, I mean, what if somebody stole your child yeah. and then sold them? I mean, and I know stuff like that really yeah. happens, but she had a whole organization and cover ups and, paid you know hush money and it was just it was very heart-wrenching it's a very heart-wrenching story and especially when you read that this person actually existed Mm. it just it makes you angry it makes you just want to go pee on her grave (laughs) just make sure you don't pee on your clothes (laughs) use a (laughs) she-wee Sorry, I had to I had to lighten up the mood a little bit. You're bumming me out over here. Well, you know that I, I know. like these kind I of know. stories. I know you do. I'm just teasing you. And the last one is one that I know you like, and it's actually not a historical fiction. What? Yes. No way. And it's The Storied Life of A.J. Vickery <gasps> by Gabrielle uh, Zevin. I am, I'm honored yes. that you picked something that I loved. This book was was great it was a i love this book yes and the best thing about this book is that the little girl who is left in the bookstore and that aj fickery raises changes him and makes yes. him a better person i just got chills all over my body just now it's a it's the <laughs> bookstore thing i don't know 
What Not to mention stuff. that the huge twist that happens in this book when you find out. Yes. Don't don't spoil I'm it. I'm not. What happens? It's like it's even more than a holy shit moment. It's like, yep. holy fucking shit. What? <laughs> you got to read this book. It really was good. Yeah. I agree. But it was awesome. So those are my picks. And those are the reasons why. Awesome. And I tried to. And there was a lot of books that I loved this year. Some of the books that that authors sent to us and publishers sent to us were awesome. And I wish I could put them on the list. I know, but I was hard. trying to pick very specific and different books. Right. Than what, you know, than the norm. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Thank you, Vonnie. Good job. Thank you. Okay. Nicole, <clears throat> what do you got? So mine are not necessarily in order. I'm just going to okay. throw that out there. All right. Um, but the first one is The Map of Salt and Stars, and it's by Jennifer Jukadar. And it, this one was about the Syrian refugee, oh, little right. girl who okay. lived in Syria, and um, bombings happened, and like the world went to shit, and she kind of had to survive. Right. Um, and it contrasts with another story in which... A little girl in Syria pretends to be a boy and is trying to help her mother, but ends up running away to do that. And right. so the I loved it because of our, well, one, we're going through a lot of issues with refugees right now. And should we allow immigrants into our country and all of that stuff? And mm-hmm. uh, I just appreciated the humanity that it showed right. um, within a situation like this because it is truly heartbreaking what some of these people do go through. Yep. Um, and it's called The Map of Salt and Stars by uh, Jennifer Jucador. And my second one is Killers of the Flower Moon by uh, David Gran. And I know that's really kind of weird, um, but he honestly, I love watching documentaries and especially murder mysteries. Mm-hmm. And so he did a really good job of, it's kind of like making a murder where it, the first half is kind of slow, but then he drops a fucking bombshell on you at the end and you're just uh, in shock and awe and you don't really know what to do with yourself because you're pretty pissed off about the information he just gave you. And so uh, it re- truly kind of left, you know, like it just yeah. stayed with me. Uh, and he just honestly does such a great job of telling the story. And he's, I think he's a really good person. Like, from what I've heard, and then I've heard people talk about him coming to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Out of, all of it. I love all of it. Um, my third one is going to be Bridge of Clay by Marcus Zusak. Um, and, well, one, we all love Marcus Zusak. Yes, Everybody we in do. this room right Agreed. Um, and while this story may not be for everybody, it was one of my favorites just because of the feeling it gives you, I guess. But it's about yeah. this... A kid who um, his parents are not in their life and the story is kind of telling you why, what mm-hmm. happened. Right. Um, and his mother had essentially had cancer, which you find out pretty quick. Um, and just him trying to survive with his five brother or four brothers and then kind of reuniting with his father, just the struggle of it and just the way the story is told. I don't have a good vocabulary to describe his writing but it is just like it makes you feel things <laughs> i guess i <laughs> that don't know works. that works but it's beautiful his writing is always beautiful no matter what he's writing um my fourth one is going to be the tea girl of honey hummingbird lane and i specifically chose that book because it was published this year and it's by lisa c but i also literally Two days ago, finished China Dolls by Lisa C., which I only read because of T-Girl of Hummingbird Lane. And I love her writing and the story she's telling and the culture she throws into her books and the people that her characters and um, the the settings and all the like historical historical accuracies um, that are thrown in and everything's beautiful. But the the Tea Girl of Hummingbird Lane specifically is about um, a girl in China who's on a tea farm and has a baby and kind of has to give it up for adoption and her entire life after after that. That's like the shortest. That's that's a pretty good uh, summary. <laughs> Short summary. Yeah. 
but literally in everything in between in that uh, in her life. But my last one, you guys are going to probably giggle about, but it's Girl, Wash Your Face. Because I literally think everybody fucking needs to read this book. <laughs> um, and it's by Rachel Hollis. And it is just um, kind of a self-help book. Uh, not really self-help, but... Well, yeah, it is trying a to put some because positivity it, into your life, and right. yeah, all of that. And she's gonna have a new book that comes out next year, and it's called "Girls Stop Apologizing," which I probably need to read too. Because if I say I'm sorry to Travis one more time for something stupid, he might kick me. <laughs> <laughs> Not literally, because Travis is very cool. He would never. But yeah, it's yeah. super interesting, and she gives you a lot of good advice about um, anything possible in your life, and. I am going to give her a shout out on this because I started following her on Facebook after I read this Mm -hmm. and she's doing like motivational like conferences, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But they also have a morning show on Facebook live. Oh, really? It's freaking hilarious. It's called the the morning show that nobody watches with Rach and Dave. (laughs) But you should follow like you should watch it because you're like, it's funny. It's hilarious. It's freaking. It's just amazing. And then. They talk about nothing for a little while. Sort of like, like Seinfeld? No, kind of like us, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should start doing Facebook Live. But of course, it they... would have to be at different times every time. <laughs> and then they uh, mm. do, and then they'll talk about like a serious subject that they'll focus on, but it, it's pretty mm-hmm. interesting. Cool. But yeah, those are my five. Awesome. Good job. I chose way more than five, you guys. <laughs> you got to do five. Okay, well. All right, I'm, I'm just kidding. We uh, know that you you are I, not I can't normal. Help it. I Go never, with your heart, Martha. I can't help it. Okay. I'm going to start off, I'll, and I'll try to be short on all these since I picked so many. I'm going to start out by saying an Anatomy of a Scandal by Sarah Vaughn pretty much sums up the entire Me Too movement and the entire year of all of the news and all the stuff that happened over this year. It's a, a very moving look at an accuser, the accused, the wife of the accused, and the interior life of the person who, uh, of all of these different people. It was really an amazing novel. And uh, I think it, it was also, not only did it make me think a lot, but it made me angry and it made me, it just made me think a lot. I really liked it for that, for those reasons. Plus, I, I thought it was a very relevant book for this year. Can you believe Martha read a book that made her feel? Oh, shush. I've got a few more on here that made me feel, too. Uh, Number two that I picked, not necessarily in any order, um, like Nicole said. Um, And I picked this one because I haven't heard anybody else talk about it. And it was such a good book. It was called White Bodies by Jane Robbins. This is her first fiction novel. She's written several nonfiction novels before, but this was such a good book. I'm going to call it a sleeper because, like I said, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about it. But to me, it was one of those twist novels Mm -hmm. that everybody talks about. And I really think it deserves more attention. So I'm going to say that it was sort of had a strangers on a train vibe. And it involved twins. Twins that had some really fucking bizarre habits. And a lot of people, I guess, were put off by some of that stuff, which is why it maybe didn't get... Um, the acclaim that I felt it deserved. So if you're squeamish, you probably want to skip this one. Um, I'm going to go with also Crimes Against a Book Club by Kathy Cooperman. That was one that was sent to us. Yes, it was sent. Well, actually, she sent us um, the other one. The principal, the principled life of um, Maggie Mayfield. Maggie Mayfield. Yeah. Right. That's the one she wanted us to read. But then when she was telling us about the book, that she had started out with anything that has books in it you know I have to read it and Mm -hmm. it was just fucking hilarious it embodies the book club I think book clubs should read this it was fun it was well written Um, it just oozed joy for me I really Mm -hmm. really enjoyed it that author seems like somebody that we need to be friends with yes she 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 seemed hilarious she's so cool Um, so Yay, Kathy Cooperman. That was her debut novel, which I want in hardcover, and I want it signed. Um, Next, I'm going with The Power by Naomi Alderman. We've talked about that one before. Um, We almost talked about it at our last live event, but we chose not to based on the fact that it was a bit controversial. Very rapey, only in a very different way. 
And I thought that it deserved attention because it was so different. Like I said before, it wasn't perfect. It definitely had some issues here and there. But it was, to me, I talked about that and thought about that book more than I did most of the books I read this year. So definitely deserves a mention. The next one was White Tears by Hari Kunzru. I would say it's probably one of the best audiobooks I've ever listened to. It was a ghost story. It was a love story to lost musicians. It was about race. It, it had so many different things all wrapped up in it. And the guy who did the audiobook was fucking incredible. Man, that was a good book. I, I don't really... It, it, you, it defies explanation. Read about it. Decide if you want to read it. But if you do, choose the audio. And last but not least, my very favorite book of the year on a personal level was Columbus Day, Expeditionary Force Number 1 by Craig Allenson. True sci-fi, true humor, all wrapped into one. And it was fucking fantastic. (laughs) And I loved it so much um, that I will recommend it to all of my sci-fi fans out there and to anybody else who just wants to have fun while reading a book about space. I'm also going to do some, let's see, I, I can't stop. I'm also going to do some honorable mentions here because there were also some other books that I just could not leave out. Hey, can me and Vani do some honorable mentions yeah, over I here? I have some okay. honorable mentions. You, you can, uh, but I'm just going to do two quick ones. Space Opera by Catherine Valente, which was sort of like um, the, the most fun book I read all year. Hilariously funny. And it was a science fiction novel. So it was great. That's an honorable mention. And also an honorable mention goes to Maria Semple for Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Which is going to be a movie next Yay! year. And I saw that trailer and it looked pretty cute. I'm very excited about that. I almost wish it was a cartoon, though. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I think it deserves to be a regular movie. And I actually, what's funny is I had the T-Girl of Hummingbird Lane listed as uh, an honorable mention on my list because I loved it so much. But Nicole chose it, too. So that works. Okay, hold right, on. I'm done now. Honorable mention list. Okay, you got an honorable... On me. All right, okay. Uh, America for Beginners by Leah Frankie and Anything by Jesmine Ward. Fantasy, doesn't she? No, uh, Salvage the Bones and Sing Unburied Sing. Oh! Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then there was one more that I could... I almost put on all of my stuff. The Girl Who Smiled Beads. Oh, yeah. So those three are my honorable mentions. Okay, Bonnie, you get get extras too since... (laughs) Well, I just have two honorable mentions. There was two that I put on my list. Well, like I said, loved a lot of the books I read this year, but these two made the list and I crossed them off. And that was The Gilded Years by Karen Tanaby. And that was about the first African-American student at Vassar. Oh. And I liked that one because yeah. it also had a lot of controversial because she caught slack from African-Americans that she was, you know, too white. No, that she was um, she was like downgrading her heritage because she was pretending to be white. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, of course, you know, pretending to be white because of racial um, segregation. Anyways, this. Second honorable mention that I have is the deeper the water, the uglier the fish. And I don't know if it was just the time that I read it in my life that I loved it or if it was just it was one of those books that just kind of sucked you in. And it was a really great at showing how how you parent makes your children the people that they are. And what they have to overcome and what they cannot. That's cool. Because like I said, this is the one Mm -hmm. that they start out with the mother hanging herself in the living room. Right. Which is horrible. What a way to start out. Yeah, This is one like 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 uh, Nicole was saying earlier that the writing just makes you feel things. Mm -hmm. And it's just really. Those were just awesome books. We joke around a hell of a lot on this podcast. Mm-hmm. But if there's one thing that's true is that we are very serious about our books. Yes. Every once in a while, we have to have a serious podcast to really reconnect and and to really show how much books mean to us. Yeah. 
And it really is deeper than you can possibly imagine. I mean, for all of those reasons, for all these different reasons, it's interesting to me that the books that you read when you're having a really hard time in your life, mm-hmm. you know, because that was when your sister died that you were ha- that right. you were reading that book. I read most of this at the hotel when I went up to help plan and go to the funeral. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you mm-hmm. the books can get you through so many things in your life. If you're reading when you're happy, it makes you sometimes happier. If you're reading when you're sad, sometimes it inspires you to get through what you're going through. I mean, or even just takes you away. Right. And so it's amazing to me that those experiences stay with us as well. Because what mm-hmm. we're doing at that point in our life it is kind of woven in with the yeah. story of the book. It's we know Jessica so talks cool. about her favorite book, which is um, The Alchemist. Alchemist, yes. Well, she talks about her favorite book, The Alchemist, and she thinks that one of the reasons why it's one of her favorite books is because the time in her life that she read it, she needed what the overall message message of the book was. And I think that, you know, that has a lot to do with it. it Sometimes does. you just read a, the right book at the right time and it leaves a lasting impression. It does. And, and that's why we do it. Mm-hmm. Now, as we head into the new year... We head in with our eyes to the future, but also looking back at the past. And we all had a few New Year's resolutions from last year that we did and did not make. (laughs) I would say that I think we all did a really good job on the number of books we read. All of us read like maniacs this year. Mm Mm-hmm. You guys read way more than you read last year. Mm-hmm. I did. I mean, like a lot more. Mm-hmm. It's amazing when you actually like, because I've I was always a I guess heavy leisurely reader. Mm-hmm. Like I would always kind of be reading something, but I never planned. But this year, I kind of like pushed myself to always be reading mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. make sure, like, if I had any downtime, right, I was reading that you were reading. So you want to start with you, Vani, with your resolutions? Yeah. You know, I can't remember exactly the resolutions I made. I know that one of them that I made, I was going to read five books on five different platforms. I almost made that goal. I read five regular books, more than five regular books this year. Of course, audio. There's, I mean, <laughs> I, no had that, I had one. that covered the second week of January. <laughs> but the Kindle, I only did three. Oh, well. I missed it by two, and I just... I forget to charge it, and then I couldn't remember how to load it, And yeah. but I did three of them. Hey, but at least you did more than you did the previous year. So. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, yep. when I read um, uh, that one book, nature. Order of Nature yeah, or Order something nature, like yeah. that, mm-hmm. that was the very first Kindle book that I had ever read, So and I read cool. three of them this year. So, I mean, yeah, zero out of three, that's not too bad. I was down by two, but, you know. Hey, the only point of these resolutions is to push yourself. Right. And not to make yourself feel guilty that you didn't achieve it because <clears throat> it's just to kind of like inspire you. And Right. I don't feel guilty. I think that I did really good with doing something other than audio, mm-hmm. reading actual books. So Some what do you- people think that audio isn't real reading. Yeah. Screw them. Buckers. <laughs> Technically, it's listening. <laughs> I know, but I just have a really hard time of just doing one thing. Oh, st- I thought it was really cool because, um, sorry, right. on Goodreads, you know how if you keep you can keep track of your like your reading goals, mm-hmm. and so uh, if you actually choose Kindle books for your format mm-hmm. on when you're selecting it, yeah, it it'll actually t- tell you pages uh, listened. To. it's pretty cool like like and oh. then versus and then if you put your oh so then for you audio can, yeah does it, does it do that because if it does then or word, it would, or something or minutes listen to minutes maybe. listen to, yeah huh. something like that it's huh, pretty cool. cool i'll have to look and see because a lot of times i try to make sure i put audio on there mm-hmm. if they recorded our minutes listened Jesus on, Christ. it would be in the millions <laughs> yes because if, i think it showed me i think it showed me words i don't know how or, you guys do that that just was not my yeah Audio? Yeah, I just couldn't concentrate. So mm-hmm. I I, I discuss, have a new appreciation for it because of my inability to concentrate on it, even though I, I had assumed it would technically be easier yeah. and it was not easier for me. 
Vani, what kind of goals are you looking at for, for future? We, we'll also revisit this after the first of the year, too. But um, I, I'd kind of like to do a reading goal of 100 books this year. I, I read about 75 this year, give or take a couple. I didn't do an exact number. I just did kind of a rough count. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd like to make it 100, make it a, a goal of 100. Good. I also want to finish putting my books in Goodreads. Because I still only have like 26 books in there. <laughs> way You'll more than it. that. You'll get it. You'll get it. And um, mm. Book Riot has a 2019 Read Harder Challenge. And there's 24 points. I want to see how many of those I can get by the end of the year. There's some that I probably will not get. But I'm going to see how many. I mean, it's 24, 24 yeah. out of 100. That's only a quarter of my reading. Mm-hmm. So... And there's some books on there that it looks like I would enjoy. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what my goals this year is going to be. I'm going to try to see how much of that I can get done, finish my good reads, and read 100 books. And Nicole is so freaking organized over there. She's making me barf. <laughs> She's got color-coded bullshit over there. Guys, I was trying to keep myself on track this year. <laughs> I'm just teasing you, Nicole. It really looks nice. <laughs> we're we're going to have her take a picture of it and so that we can put it up because she's <laughs> seriously <laughs> done some thinking about what she's she going to do like with the She has, like, color-coded, year. and I have a wadded-up sticky note that says <laughs> smart. Oh, that's technically not color-coded. It's whatever Sharpie I could find oh, at the time. Okay. And... Um, um, a piece of paper pretty, that though. Nicole gave me because I don't even have paper today. Well, as, as you can see, all I did was draw on the paper that she gave me. I didn't even draw anything coherent. So, yeah. <laughs> so Nicole, tell us what you di- uh, what you had. Yep. And what you're, you're going to do. do. Okay, so my 2018 goal was because I had two parts. My, I had an ultimate goal, which was to read 50 books, which I met. And I met it in October, I think. Yep. And I, right now, we are the week before Christmas, even though you're not listening to us right at the week before Christmas. <laughs> you're listening to us the week after Christmas. That's right. However, uh, this, right now, I'm at 62 books read. So I met my yep. goal like at 100, and according to Goodreads, thank you for this tracker, it's at 124%, which... I'm super proud of because that means I read. I'm um, hold on. Can anybody math? <laughs> yeah, I can maths. <clears throat> Give me some figures. Bonnie's the math woman. Uh, Sixty-two divided by twelve. So it'd be like five with a remainder of two. So I read five point two books a month, ish. That's Which, pretty good. That's about a book a week. A little, yeah. little, yeah, more, a little more than a book more than a book a week. Yeah. And I read like physical books. Yeah. So some people are a little slower on those. Like I me, am. Martha like says me. she's faster. I'm not sure if I believe her. Um, <laughs> I'm just making fun of you. Uh, <laughs> Good. The second part of my resolution last year was a list of categories of books I wanted to explore, which I mostly met. There were four or five that I have not read, including a book that is sports related. I'm so sorry. A band book, which I'm actually kind of disappointed. I may have read a band book. I'm but I'm not, not really sure. It, yeah. yeah. Um, a Western, a book about the Great Depression and the Dust Bowl, and an LGBTQ book. However, I have transferred all of my remainder <laughs> into the new year. Into the new year and added to my goal that I would like to read something from an alternate history, something from the humor genre, because I'm not, uh, I haven't read a whole lot of that and I need to lighten up a little bit. Um, something by a journalist, uh, uh, something mythological. uh, I love professional development books, so I put that on there. Self-published, somebody that's self-published. And then there's a couple other ones. Uh, Some other things I, like, I want to finish reading, like, every book that Donna Tartt has written. Right, you Um, still have uh, one. I think I have one one left, The Little Friend. Yep. And then Lisa C., Martha Gellhorn, and Jasmine Ward. I'd like to finish reading their books because they're some of my favorite people ever. And my ultimate goal... Ultimate. ...is going to be to read 75 books this year. That's pretty good. Which is six books a month. Oh, that's easily doable. You can easily do that. I know. Some months get really busy, guys. They really do. I understand that because... At my new job, I can't read at work anymore. And it's really cutting into how many books a week I read. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. usually I could do two, no problem. And now I sometimes have to cram 
like the last six hours into one night because <laughs> I don't do anything but walk around my house with my earbuds in because I'm reading my book. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, Martha. Okay. Well, um, I know I, you met your I did. total book goal. But I'm not sure exactly what I said I was going to read. I, I could have sworn I said I was going to try to get 200. I don't think that's possible. I think you said 150. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say I, I think know you that said my, 150. On my Goodreads challenge, it was 150. And I met my Goodreads challenge. Right now, I'm at 176 books mm-hmm. for the year, but we still have. 10 days left, 11 days left. So I will probably go above that. Now, to be perfectly fair, there were at least five books in that that I didn't finish because they fucking sucked and I refused to finish a book that I don't like. But if I went over halfway, I counted that shit because that's time. Yeah. Because I figure if a book is bad enough that I don't finish it and I get over halfway, that's... That's pretty good. I don't think I counted anything that I didn't finish. Yeah, I have some stuff in my list that yeah. I need to finish before the year ends so I can yeah. count it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's, I just there's at least guilty. five. So, the, so if you went by that, I would be at 171. So I still would have still met amazing. My... But to be fair, yeah. if I make it halfway through the book, I'm finishing that bastard. <laughs> See, I'm if not. I put that much time in it, I'm going to finish it. I'm not. That's true. Because if, if I... I get to, to the point, the halfway point, and it still hasn't caught me, then I'm pissed off. I, well, I think maybe and we're I'm less patient, I guess. Maybe you could <clears throat> maybe. Or right, just, right. I just after that, it just becomes a challenge. It's like, OK, you fucking book. As sweet, I'm going to finish hey, you. As, I don't care. As Sweet Brown of Oklahoma City says, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> I got bronchitis. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that up. That's funny. <laughs> That's Oklahoma right there. Look it up on YouTube. I don't think was she sweet from Brown. Oklahoma. Yes. Uh-huh. She was in Oklahoma City. Um. So and, and as for the coming year. I don't think I'm going to try to go for a, a number. You didn't talk about your llama challenge. Oh fuck! I did not meet my. <laughs> I did not meet my fucking llama challenge. You yet. tried so hard. I did try. I for really, like one week. I really tried. <laughs> Truthfully, I bought the books right away. Oh, I bought them right away. And like you that didn't read in them. January, I ordered two llama books, two pretty good sized ones. I bought. The Last Chance Llama Ranch and Silence of the Llamas right away. And I was planning to read them. And then I read the first page and I'm like, oh, you got to fucking be kidding me. <laughs> I do not want to read these. And so then, of course, I put them down. I didn't. You uh, actually li- ended up liking I, Last Chance Llama I, Ranch. I liked the first part of it. But not the back part? No, the back it part made of it her got feel. too. No, that doesn't watch. <laughs> it got romancy. It, it, it like it veered. To, into the romance so deeply that I was disgusted and, you know, zipped through the rest of it and was pissed off the whole time I was reading it. <laughs> like, you fuckers! This could have been really funny! Anyway, um, and I still... Silence of the Llamas is sitting under my coffee table, leering at me still. I, I still might finish it before the end of the year, but honestly, it's about knitting, for fuck's sake. So I probably will not... Maybe I'll give it to you, Vani. You'd probably like it. <laughs> A mystery about fucking knitting and llamas. I mean, no. can you kill people with a knitting needle? I'm gonna kill. Those. I'm gonna kill that book with a knitting needle. <laughs> but I did read the children's books that yeah. the, the llamas. So you you read books. like what four of them? I read three. Three out of five. Yeah. I read three llama the, the kids books and one the last chance llamarach. So I read four out of five. Yeah, so that's not bad. So she's read four llama books this year, Vani, and she has two llama Christmas sweaters now. And, and I'm has never one llama she's t-shirt. obsessed. Ever, she's with ever. Llamas. I'm never, ever, ever having anything to do with those spitting little bastards again as long as I live. Whatever. You better They're watch out that cute. she doesn't start spitting and biting. We <laughs> <laughs> make you go to the little petting zoo at the state May, fair no, this year. No, I'm not doing it. I am not They're doing so it. Cute. They are do not cute. You see cute. Giselle's pig? Yes, I did. One of our coworkers has a pig. Yeah, Pet I saw pig. the pictures on Facebook. She painted pig. the pig's toenails for fuck's sake. <laughs> for Christmas. She painted the hooves. It's so fun she to feed. She dressed it like a fucking Christmas <laughs> something. Christmas like elf it. and brought it to That's work. Funny. I like to feed it because you just put like your hand really flat. <laughs> and this little little snoot gets into your hand. It's so cute. And then it smacks. It goes. 
<laughs> Literally, after it eats, it makes that noise. <laughs> well, my bunny rabbit does that when you feed her bananas. Him bananas. <laughs> oh, and the, he ate the banana peel. Yeah, banana peels are very nutritious, evidently. She's mm-hmm. mm. very but weird. Anyway, cool. as for what I'm going to do for the new year, I don't know. I think I'm just going to keep reading and I'm um, going to try to stretch myself a little bit. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe read a romance novel? No. Uh, fuck that. I did read a romance novel this year. I read Last Chance Llama Ranch. That was a fucking romance novel. Did you finish it? Yeah, I did. Hmm. Very fucking reluctantly, but I finished it. The last few pages, I just went... Real fast? Yeah. Skimmed them? (laughs) I actually read a couple of books like that this year. Then I got partway through and I was like... You get 99% through and you're like, oh, just get over it already. I have to finish it. So I think I'm... I think I'm going to try to focus even more on debut authors. I really like discovering authors. Authors. I I really just get such satisfaction out of choosing an author that nobody else has found yet. You know, Mm -hmm. I I really feel strongly about that. So I think I'm probably going to focus a little bit more on trying to find some really great authors. Undiscovered talent. Yes. I love treasure hunting. Undiscovered talent, here I come. Awesome. And of course, we've got a, another big event coming up January 26th. Yes. Thanks for that date because I need to write it in my planner, guys. Yes, I full yes, circle books. It down. And we're very excited. We're going to do a little differently this time. Each of us is going to choose a book just like we do for our normal podcast. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the bookstore will order the books and you'll get a discount when you when you buy the book from them. And then uh, you can either read it beforehand, before you come, or you can just discover the books that we talk about and then purchase them that night. Awesome. So whatever floats your boat. We haven't talked about anything funny tonight. What's something funny that happened today? You broke your tooth. That's not really funny, though. I found out that my antibiotics also treat the plague... And <laughs> anthrax. <laughs> so maybe that's why I feel it. Shit for the past. Probably pretty strong. Nicole's you know, got, strong antibiotics will do that. They what now? What you were missing your large intestine or yeah, your small? I have. Okay, we're just gonna give a okay. shout out to all of the people with ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease because when I was 13 years old, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. And the first week of December is actually um, it's called Crohn's and colitis. Awareness week. Oh, so okay. we kind of missed that. But shout out to everybody because I, I have pouchitis because I have a J pouch, which means they removed my large intestine because it wouldn't start, stop bleeding to death. Ugh. But now, because I have a wonderful J pouch, sometimes the bacteria, I guess, gets messed up yep. in your lovely digest, digestive tract. And that's so. why Nicole has been absent the last couple of weeks because she's been trying. Well, actually, you haven't been. Only yes, one. only once, only yeah, once, only one week. Yeah, but you're not going to be here for the twice. Yeah, yeah it'll be so twice. it's going to be two it'll, in it'll a row two, by the time yeah. we do the podcast. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you know, because it's very difficult to have to perform when you're trying yeah. to worry about your yeah. your guts. Usually, I'm pretty lucky, and yeah. I just like obviously these antibiotics work. I've been able to sleep through the night for like Yay! an entire week. I've, so we can't, I don't think I've ever felt this good, except I feel like shit because of all the goddamn medicine. So we can't make jokes about you. Shit. I can make all the. Shitting. I can make you guys feel awkward about shitting. <laughs> Legit. I used to be in the hospital when I was thirteen years old, and my uh, pediatric GI doctor, who's at OU Medical Center, he would come into my room and sit on like the little little chair they would have, you know, in your hospital room. <laughs> and he'd hang out there for like 30, 45 minutes with me every single day. Wow. And usually once a day, he'd ask me if I need a cork. <laughs> cork so. up the ass. Woo! <laughs> uh, well, Nicole. But trust me, like, no, I can talk about poop all day, every day. It's not... It's not a big deal for you. Yeah. Kind of got used to it's it. It's kind of fun uh, freaking other people out. Well, as you know, it takes a lot to freak us out. Yeah. <clears throat> Did I tell you that I went to Vonnie's Christmas party with yeah. her? 
Martha was no, my date was to my Christmas party. <laughs> it was really fun. I thought it was fun. It was anyways. fun. It Did was you let fun. Martha drink and dance because those are two things you don't let Martha no, do. I was drink- <laughs> I, I yeah. was drinking and there was no. Dancing. I was the designated driver at her party, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have an issue with uh, drinking and dancing. Yeah, drinking and dancing. I'm not allowed to do that. Because, well, uh, I told you we could get an Uber. They were actually calling Ubers for people who drank too much and couldn't make it home. That's good. Yeah. Yep. But they like had like giveaways. And this new company that I work for is actually pretty awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was fun. That's awesome. Yeah. And what's most amazing to me is that the the like big boss, I'm not sure what his exact CEO, whatever. T- title is, but he's over like four different locations for our business. And he knows everybody's name. I everybody who won there prizes. There were people in that building that from four different stores. Yeah. yeah. Four different like, auto dealerships. And I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I said, he Bonnie, does he actually name? know everybody's He knew everybody's name. Everybody yeah. that came up on that stage. And everybody did. He knew huh. everybody. Bonnie's only worked there for how long? Like a month. She's worked there for a month and he knew her. He not only Just knows like my name, he knows my nickname. That's good management. That's yeah. amazing is what that is. It Well, it just makes you feel like you're part of the family, I guess. It, it makes you want to work harder because yeah. it's very personable. At least me. I don't know so, about anybody So if else. I call you by your nickname, then you'll feel more... Vani has a nickname. Positively disposed is my nickname. towards us. Oh, oh, oh I yeah. thought I was going to give you a new nickname. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought there was a different one other than no, no, no. Damn it. Vani is not my real name. <laughs> no. <laughs> they gave employees. away money. They gave away presents. I was amazed, man. Yeah. I was amazed at the cash that went out the door <laughs> that night. I'm like, that night. We get gift certificates to the food. Yeah, we get food certificates every year. You know how many food certificates I have? I um, never we, eat out. like so. a Housemith gift certificate? <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll, trade you, I'll trade you a Housemith for a no, Toby Keith. I can't give you my Mama Roja certificate. Damn. I survive off of those. <laughs> Especially when I'm broke. Man, I got to try to sell off those ones. I got. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm never eating at Toby what, Keith's. What about? Never. Not going to happen. To, to, I actually like their food. Like, yeah, but it's the music, dude. They play country oh, music. Like they play country music. music in there, and I, that does not aid my digestion. So, you know, she really likes nauseous. the accent, Give though. it to Tyler and Dylan. I did. They're poor all the time. They I did. I, I've already given them some, but I've cut so many that it's like, oh, oh no. I'm pretty excited about our uh, New Year's party, though. I think having a New Year's party for a radio station is way cooler. Because we're all so busy during Christmas because everybody advertises. Yeah. So everybody's just busting balls. Or they're just not here. Yeah. Right now, I mean, it's it's the 20... We won't see the rest of the staff for the rest of the year now. But I'm we just going to tell you, whatever staff. competition we have in our New Year's party, I'm going to fucking win. No. Nicole. <laughs> I'm even more motivated to win any new competitions well, that come up at the radio station. what kind of competition are you guys going to have I don't know. New we Year's. don't even know She's the date always, of our party. She's always, our office manager always comes up with these competitions. Maybe I need to be your date so I can be part of this competition. Well, they had our freaking party at one o'clock in the afternoon this last time i think they're gonna oh, have yeah, like that a real work party for me. what i think they're gonna have a real party like i hope they night. have i hope they have a nighttime party where we can maybe go i can bring two drunk. dates because ron tries to come too you know my oh, husband well, damn I guess it. if you have to take your husband tell your son to bring it you yes dylan, he's gonna take his girlfriend well dylan can bring you anyway uh so nicole and i are gonna go into the new year with a new competition and i know you can't wait to see what it is <laughs> 2019 is going to be a year of wonder. Let's hope because my God, yeah, my years just keep getting. Worse. Jeez, I thought the trash can fire last year was bad, but this year, whoo, boy, stink up the joint or what? Okay, let me ask you a question. <laughs> what? Okay, I don't wear my boots very often because my feet get too hot. Okay, you know because I'm right. very hot blooded. Okay, but when. I wear my boots. I just feel like I'm ready to kick ass all day long. Does that, anybody else feel that? Yes. The, these not so much, but like I have these I think, uh, like combat boots. I like yeah. walk yeah. with attitude. I'm like, yes. I got I my boots on. on. That's I, why they call them kick, uh, shit kickers. I'm ready to I, you kick know what? some ass in I, my boots. I think there is something to that. 
What do you say, girls? We kick the ass of 2019. Yes. Let's put Woo! on our shit-kicking right. boots. Wait. Ass-kicking boots? Ass What'd you kicking. say? Shit-kicking? Shit-kickers. Uh, sh- shit-kickers. <laughs> and just get this year out of here. Woo! Bye-bye, 2018. And that's going to do it for... Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.